Welcome to the Life Well-Lived Podcast. I'm Kayla Brandon, a holistic health coach and wellness enthusiast. I am absolutely obsessed with learning about people who live their most authentic lives. In this podcast, you'll hear stories about those who truly live a life well-lived and what they do mentally, spiritually, and physically to get there. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into your daily dose of practical advice on pursuing a life with purpose and passion. This week, I interviewed Morgan Barber, mom of two, certified postpartum doula, passionate advocate for women's health, and founder of New, a proactive tool to help new parents navigate the next chapter. In this episode, we discuss her passion for women's health, the birth and postpartum stories of both her girls, her career journey and how that helped her launch her first company, the continued care curriculum New offers parents, and so much more. Without further ado, let's get into it. Morgan, welcome to the show. Hi, Kayla. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled that you're here. We have so much to talk about, Um, so many exciting new things, no pun intended. Um, (laughs) But before we get into it, can you just tell the audience a little bit about yourself, like who you are, where you're at in life, and kind of your journey of how you got to be the founder of New? Yeah. um, I feel like that's such a loaded question, but um, I'm excited to jump in. And as you know, this was one of my 2023 goals to be on a podcast. So I'm super excited and honored that you pushed me out of my comfort zone to do this. So just wanted to say thank you first off. Um, But I just a little bit about me. I was born and raised in Chicago suburbs, spent my whole life there. Um, I come from a family of teachers and educators. And when I went to school at Michigan State, I decided to take a, went to Michigan State, uh, was a social work and psychology major, and then met my husband, who is now the father of my two girls, and uh, moved to Michigan after I graduated and went into the health insurance industry. Um, So I have about seven, eight years under my belt in the healthcare world, um, and did that for a couple of years, and then slowly evolved into what I have now discovered to be my passion, which is serving women and being a women's advocate for improving the healthcare system, just because there's so many opportunities to improve the lives of family and and babies and women. And that's how I started my new venture a couple of months ago, um, new, it's a parenting company. And um, I'm super excited about all the progress we've made thus far and excited to start sharing it with the world. Me too. I'm thrilled that you're here to talk about that. And I want to get into all of the things that New has to offer. But first, I kind of want to understand your background with being a mom and how postpartum looked like for you. Because I know that's a huge area of not only interest for the company that you're creating, but Mm -hmm. also for so many new moms and seasoned moms who have gone through this, this process of giving birth and then right after you're kind of thrust into this new world of like newborn phases and and wake mm-hmm. windows and breastfeeding and all these and like formula feeding which one do you do it's there's so many things that you have to focus on when it comes to the baby that you kind of lose sight of taking care of yourself mm-hmm. and i don't think the healthcare industry does a great job of following up and making sure moms especially are taking care of themselves so yeah. how was your postpartum experience having given birth to two mm-hmm. girls mm-hmm. Well, I'll start by saying that both of my experiences with both of my girls were very different. And I think I went into the birth of my second daughter even more naive because I 
had this level of confidence because I was like, oh, I've done this before. I know what to expect. I know how things are going to go. I just, I felt more powerful in those moments, but I actually struggled the most with my second postpartum. And I'll go in, you know, a little bit more into my story as to why, but, you know, Back in 2020, when I had my first daughter, the world in general was just in a very isolated place, right? And I had my first daughter in 2020 during the height of the pandemic in October. Um, So it was, I would say it was more mentally challenging for me when I had Blair, just because the world we lived in didn't allow us to connect with people, right? And I struggled with breastfeeding with Blair. Like, I mean, first off, I don't think they educate moms enough before you go into that phase of life. You know, you see all these things on social media about how breastfeeding is just the thing you're supposed to do and you'll figure it out and it just takes practice. And, you know, it's such this natural, beautiful thing. And I literally was like, holy heck, like how the, I just didn't know how I was going to ever get through that phase because it was just very difficult for me. And I didn't have the ability to have someone come to my home to really show me the ins and outs of that. And so mentally I struggled with just, you know, doubting myself a lot um, feeling like a failure, um, you know, feeling guilty about making the choice to shift away from breastfeeding. Um, but that was okay. And that, and that worked for me. And I think what also made it challenging that first round was I was one of the first of my friends to have kids. So I didn't really have that village that everyone talked about. Um, so I really relied on myself to do a lot of like the research and like the reading and like, you know, I took all the classes through my OB office and i did as much as I could to prepare myself, but you really don't know until you're like in the thick of it. And so I think that's where a lot of moms and parents struggle is because they wait and then they almost become reactive to the situation um, versus being proactive. And so that experience taught me a lot, um, but it also made me like a mentally stronger person through that. So again, that's why I went into my second birth with my child in 2022 with, with Madison thinking like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be a breeze. I know what to expect. I'm kind of like mentally preparing myself to go back to the sleep deprivation moments. Um, But the second time around, I actually had a lot more of a physical um, complications with my recovery. And that was difficult because I didn't know how to verbalize or advocate for myself when I knew something felt off with my body. And, you know, as you know, because you're a mom of two as well, like you have slew of all these appointments, like during your pregnancy. Right. And for me, I had, um, both of my babies were considered IUGR. So it just increased the amount of times that I got to see, like have ultrasounds and, um, non-stress tests and things just to monitor the weight and the growth of the babies, you know, towards the end of both of my pregnancies. But, um, so I was seeing my doctor like three times a week for almost three months before I had both girls. And then the second you deliver, they like, you know, move you out of your labor and delivery room, you go to your postpartum floor, and then you like leave the hospital with this human. And I was like, wait, that's it. Like what, what happens? And so just, just knowing that I only had like one opportunity to really connect with my doctor at that six week checkup, I was like, okay, like I need to use this opportunity to like really explain like what's going on. Um, You know, I obviously resulted to Google for a lot of like, what should I even tell my doctor as far as how I'm feeling? And when I finally had the chance to like, you know, have that conversation and express my concerns, it was kind of just like pushed off kind of like, oh, you know, that's just postpartum. Like that's just, that's common. That's normal. It'll be fine. Like call us back in two weeks. If, if you know, the symptoms you're experiencing 
continue. And I was like, okay, like you're the doctor, you know best, right? And so, and then, you know, you know my story, 48 hours later, I ended up in the emergency room and it ended up in a emergency surgery, which was a very traumatic, you know, 24 hours for me um, because I didn't know what to think, what to do. Um, luckily my family was around that weekend. It just worked out timing wise. And my parents had just driven up from Florida and like pulled in my driveway as all of this stuff started happening to me. And it just made me like really reflect on like all of the stuff that happens with women in their postpartum recovery period. And just in general with like how families adjust to life with a newborn and the complexities and challenges that come with it. And just how crazy different both of those experiences were for me um, that I think more people go through than we think. And so that's kind of how I got to where I am now, as far as like how I came up with new, but um, yeah, postpartum is a wild time. It's, it's definitely not something I uh, take lightly, but it's also, I think social media plays a lot into this. Like it doesn't have to be as scary and traumatic as I think a lot of brands make it seem to be. And I wish it wasn't that way because it is a beautiful time. It is that time where you are supposed to just like, just soak it all in. And I know that sounds easier said than done, but it really, like, I think the first time around, I was obviously way more anxious because I didn't know what I was doing, but I wanted to have this, you know, persona that I did know what I was doing. And then with my second one, I just like let go. And it was so nice to just like pull away and just like not care as much. And I think a lot of moms wish they could do that. But for some reason, there's like this external pressure of society just like always pushing down on moms to be like, no, it has to be done this way or it has to look this way or it has to feel this way. And like, shame on you if it doesn't, because then you're going to be criticized for it. And um, so I don't know. I just, I gave myself a lot more grace, obviously outside of all of like the physical recovery issues that I had. I just, I enjoyed my time way more and I connected with my baby and my family a lot more with my second. Um, and it was just way more positive experience. Yeah. That's interesting that you say it's, it was more positive despite I would say Mm -hmm. like far more traumatic things happening that go around. Um, so I feel like that's a testament to your mindset and how you kind of view Mm -hmm. life. And I feel like you're always looking for the silver lining. And I think that's a huge reason if I can say this, I think that's probably a huge reason why you started new was that you Mm -hmm. saw a gap in the market um, in women's health and said, okay, this is technically a negative right now. Like it's a Mm -hmm. negative a thousand. I personally think it's total crap. I agree with you a hundred percent. Like there are so many things we need to improve, but like you took it upon yourself to say, but this is an opportunity to help people. So there's a gap now, but new can be that gap filler um, Mm -hmm. and the change maker. And I think that that is really what your company is starting to do. Um, in this space as it gets off the ground. So when you you talked a little bit about when working in, in healthcare before mm-hmm. this, what were some of the things you started to notice on that side of the house that have kind of helped you as you started this business? So when I was in the healthcare world, I worked for a managed care organization. And so to translate that, it was a Medicaid health plan. So I worked for um, a Medicaid health plan in the city of Detroit, and I started in our care coordination department. So my job as a care coordinator was I was actually managing a caseload of families that had newborns in the NICU. So they were babies born into, you know, 
you know, a family that was on our Medicaid plan and they had complications that resulted in them to be in the hospital for an extended period of time. And so my job was ultimately to be that, that, that bridge maker for these families. I was the support person. I was the person that was coordinating, you know, specialist visits, depending on what the child needed to be seen for, right? If they had cardiovascular issues, I was connecting them with cardiologists so that the, the parents weren't focused on anything other than like being present and being there for their baby, because that's, you know, a very vulnerable and anxious time for a, for a parent. And so our job was to make sure that we were the ones connecting them to resources, to their social worker. We were coordinating care plans between the hospital and all the other slew of doctors that these poor little babies, you know, needed to see in order to, you know, improve to essentially graduate from NICU. And so I saw a lot of opportunities when I was doing that, because I was like, these these parents, all they want is a, a healthy baby and all they want is to be able to leave the situation that they're in. And they needed a lot of help. They needed a lot of like handholding to connect them to the support that they needed in those moments because they felt lost and they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to expect. Um, sometimes I would talk to parents and they didn't even know like what questions they should even be asking. Like, okay, we're in this situation. This obviously was not the scenario we thought we would be in, right? I mean- how many, how many parents go into the hospital being like, you know what, I think I'm going to extend our stay and we'll stay in the NICU. Like, it's just, it's not something you ever go in thinking that is going to happen, but it does. And so I just, there were so many times where like moms would call me and just break down crying because they just didn't know like what to do next, or they didn't have anyone to like really just get validation and reassurance from. And so I became that person for them. And so even though it was kind of like outside the scope of like day-to-day job, I still sometimes would like take it upon myself to like call on my families that I just like built a relationship over time to just be like, how is, how's Johnny doing today? Like, you know, I saw his report. It looks like he made progress. And like that little check-in with parents literally went a long way. And it, and it gave them that like boost of like positive mentality to be like, you know what, it's going to be okay. Like I have someone I can fall back on. And it was just such a cool program. And there were so many success stories that came out of the care coordination program. And, you know, I started as a care coordinator and then kind of worked my way up through, ended up being a director over some of those areas. And we just had so many awesome, you know, positive outcomes by, by being those, those support people and those pillars for these families. And, you know, back to your point on why I started new, that, that kind of was like a light bulb moment for me. I'm like, okay, we're we're doing this for, you know, certain types of scenarios, but having a baby in general is like also a traumatic experience. I mean, yes, it's a natural thing that our bodies are developed and made to do. However, things happen and whether you're struggling, you know, internally, externally, whatever your case is, like giving people that outlet to just have someone to lean on and to know that someone's checking in on you just out of the the sole care of, of, the program was super beneficial. And I'm like, something like this has to exist for moms just because there's just, again, there's just so much pressure on new parents to just like jump back into their everyday life and figure it out. And that's a lot. It's, it's a lot. So yes, that whole experience taught me um, everything that I know today and kind of applying a lot of that into the structure of how we build new. But um, that was like, if I could go back and say like, what was your favorite job you've ever had? That would probably be my favorite one because like back then, like wasn't making a ton of money, but it wasn't even about the money. It was like the, the fact that like I knew that what I was doing every day was actually making a 
an impact that I could see and I could be like, oh my gosh, I was part of that. I was part of helping these parents like figure it out. And I was like part of their solution was just so much more rewarding than anything I would have ever signed up for. So I'm so glad that I did it. Yeah. And I feel like that really shaped your vision for new because Mm -hmm. it's, you did it yourself. Like you've been on both ends of of the spectrum. You've been the care support team early Mm -hmm. on in your career. And then also you've been a parent, maybe not receiving the care that you thought would be Mm -hmm. there um, for a woman postpartum, especially given your experience. You You were one of, you know, you were a care support specialist and helping families, especially new parents during these traumatic scenarios. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you have that experience, you go into it and you might think, all right, I'm going to have someone checking in on me. And I'm so, you know, almost like I'm not even worried about postpartum. Yeah. And then postpartum gets here and you're like, no one's checking on you. Like no one's calling. I mean, I'm not saying friends and family, but medical yeah. professionals that should be mm-hmm. checking in. I don't, I, I, they're not, at least in my experience too. And I don't know if this is universal. So I'm trying not to make blanket statements and I'm not mm-hmm. totally, you know, knocking the healthcare system in the U.S., which is where we're recording this podcast because I know we have some international listeners, but our healthcare system in the U.S. definitely needs an overhaul. And I feel like this could be part of that overhaul because it's a private, corporate, you know, Mm -hmm. program. Mm -hmm. It's a company, but offering programs that maybe could push them to innovate more in in certain areas. So um, I'd love to know what you guys offer because that's a huge part of the platform is this – all the check-ins and mm-hmm. all the the education and the the support that you just don't get outside of programs like this. So what yeah. are some of your main offerings and what, what gets you excited about this? Oh, my gosh. So many things. But to keep it simple, New essentially offers two different programs that you can ultimately sign up for. So We have our, first is our continued care, which is our education, our online courses. So you can purchase that where it breaks down um, kind of six different categories of um, holistic health areas that we felt was important for a new parent to just have a good base understanding about what they go through, both physically, mentally, emotionally, even like lifestyle topics, such as you know, communication, how to establish healthy communication strategies with your partner when it's a high stress, low sleep situation, right? Um, We have curriculum topics about how to establish healthy visitor management boundaries. You know, how do you have conversations with your family members if you maybe, maybe disagree on, you know, a certain decision that you and your partner made that maybe your family doesn't align with? Um, We have, oh my gosh, tons of different, just really relatable content that you I typically wouldn't be able to find out there. I mean, yes, there's so many classes out there for like birthing class and preparation and labor and delivery, but with postpartum classes specifically, I feel like a lot of it is very heavy with like breastfeeding and lactation, but that's only a part of the bigger picture, right? I mean, there's so many other more options for how to feed a baby than just breastfeeding. And we don't talk about it nearly enough. And so it is just a really well-rounded, very neutral curriculum that no matter what decision you make, we essentially laid out the the bones of the program to be like, here are the facts. 
we want to empower you to make the decision that's best for you and your family, but like, you don't have to go search for the answers, right? Like here's all the information presented to you on a silver platter. Now you get to pick and pull and decide like what works for you, what doesn't. And it's hundred percent self-guided. You can go through the courses as many times as you want. Um, they kind of stack and build upon another. So it really starts from like the birth recovery, as far as like, did you have a C-section or vaginal delivery? And you kind of work through the the curriculum and it kind of follows the timeline for like what to expect in like week four, week five, week six, all the way up to week 12. So it's really nice. Um, It's definitely meant to be done with your partner. So it's also inclusive of dads. It's inclusive of um, LGBTQ families. It's inclusive of all different family dynamics because we know that parenthood does not look cookie cutter and it's not the same for every single person. Um, We have resources sprinkled in there. We even have like free brands that we love and we trust um, that. So if you need a solution for something that you're going through with your child at the time, or even for your own recovery, it's all embedded within the courses. So it's literally your one-stop shop. So that is um, available always. Um, People that have had babies before can definitely sign up to take those courses um, because it's information that we feel is as pertinent to know, but it's very valuable and it's not your typical common stream information. It's a little bit more than that. Um, And then we have our actual check-in program, which is everything I just said. So you still get access to all of the content, the continued care curriculum, but you also get enrolled into our check-in program. And that is a really unique benefit of our program because we essentially are doing those proactive check-ins and we're not only doing them with mom, but we're also doing them with your designated partner as well too. So when you sign up for our program, you obviously enroll yourself and you enroll your your partner. Um, It's 100% SMS-based. So it's all text messaged. Um, You don't need to sign up for a portal. It's not app based. It is literally like you sitting on your phone, texting your best friend, except you're texting your postpartum care experts. And our team is, you know, developed of clinicians. So we'll have nurses on our staff. We'll also have doulas, which are your non-clinical support people um, that can kind of speak from a various perspective for all postpartum care needs, um, which is really awesome. And we'll also have some lactation specialists. So the check-ins really are a personalized confidential way for you to have kind of like a pocket, a back pocket tool to text us at any point in the time, 24 seven, when those questions come up um, that you just don't know, or you're afraid to Google and we can give you immediate direct answers as soon as they, as they happen. And in, in between that, we're, you know, we're that proactive partner where we're, we're following up with you because we care and we want to see you be successful and kind of building that, that, foundation to build upon so that way your family is taken care of because there's so many things out there for babies you know with doctor's appointments and such but I feel like when you really take care of the parents the ones caring for the newborns that's really when families thrive right because we are the core of the family and and when we're taken care of and when parents are prioritized I really do feel like that's when you see the the more positive outcomes and it trickles down into your babies as well too so um, the check-ins just allow us to monitor and screen for certain things and then you know we can connect you to the right care if we determine that you need a higher level of intervention, or maybe it's just to help prepare you to have that conversation when you go to that appointment at your six week of, you know, doctor's a visit. And we can share that information with your primary care doctor as well, too. So we can kind of help tee up those conversations if they are the more difficult ones. So your doctor is already equipped with information to make sure that they're really taking advantage of that time that you get with them um, to address all of the concerns that you might have. And with the advent of AI, I think what's really 
awesome about this offering with the the 24-7 like pocket concierge mm-hmm. is it's a real person. It's yes. a real person. It's not a robot, you know, sending you a message at 2 a.m. That is someone who's kind of in it with you. And I think we can all mm-hmm. probably relate to waking up in the middle of the night with the baby, whether you breastfeed or formula feed, you're feeding the baby at some point in the middle of the night when you're <laughs> newborn. And we've all been there where we are just – we just start Googling. Like something's going on with the baby. Something's going on with you. And you mm-hmm. just – get a little anxious, but no one is awake. Like who's yeah. awake at 2 a.m.? Who's awake at 4 a.m.? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I wake up that early to work out, but I don't <laughs> do it by choice. <laughs> I no. do it because I have to. But you know what I mean? Like it's just cool to know that it's a person on the other side. Exactly. And I think you could probably relate to this too. Like as a first-time mom, I would say majority of the time, you're really not even looking for the answer. You're just looking for validation or reassurance, right? Like at the end of the day, like we don't want to make a decision for you. We want to empower you to trust your own intuition and make the decision that's best for you. And so to your point about being able to talk with another human being, you're not getting, you know, the vague surface level, like, templated response, right? Like you're getting another human connection to be like, I hear you. Like I was, I was you three years ago, or I've been in your shoes. Like it's okay. Or this is just a phase of life. And I think just sometimes hearing that as a new mom just makes you like exhale and you're like, okay, like it's not just me. It's not just the baby. It's just this phase of life that we're in. And that alone is very powerful when you are like sleep deprived and you're like, I'm losing my mind. Like this can't be like this forever. Like, you know, it just, it just makes it more comfortable knowing that you're not the only person going through this. And I think that is like the biggest message when I talk to like all these like new moms or even some of my friends that recently became moms is they just find so much comfort knowing that someone else can be like, yeah, me too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was me. And it's just like, oh my God, really? Like that's, and that's huge. So yeah, I think the, the benefit of having 24 seven access is an awesome benefit that like every parent should have, because to your point, those 1am wake up calls and when you're sitting there feeding and you're like one eye open, one eye closed, (laughs) wondering like, is my baby even feeding enough? Like it just gives you that reassurance and that little boost of like, okay, I can do this. And if I don't know the answer or if I need to know like what to expect next or where to go, I have a guide there with me for the first 12 weeks. And it's super like reassuring just knowing that. Yeah. And I, I feel like the um, the apps that we have for pregnancy when it shows mm-hmm. you like your baby is the size of a blueberry, whatever, how many <laughs> yeah. weeks. It's so funny to me that we have an app like that to track their progress and development. And then we have Mm -hmm. like the Wonder Weeks app where it talks about all the different leaps and milestones. But there's no postpartum app to my knowledge that's like week one, this day one, this is what you can expect. Like I would Mm -hmm. be Googling or like looking on Instagram or YouTube and I was like like one week postpartum. And I would just Mm -hmm. like want to know not only physically like, okay, what should my body be doing? Like should – because you still – even from like a – almost like a – vain perspective, you still look pregnant for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I went into it not thinking like I'm going to just, you know, go back to the way I was. But I guess I wasn't – like when I left, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm not pregnant. Yeah. But I'm not – but I'm – I look pregnant. So my mindset was like 
I don't know where I fit in right now. You know right. what I mean? Like I have yeah. a baby, but I it feels to me like I still have a baby inside mm-hmm. of me. So yeah, um, I wasn't expecting that either. I was like, no one told me about this, or like no one tells me like how how difficult it was to like get up out of bed for the first time. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like that, I was not expecting that feeling. Or, you know, I didn't even know what a pelvic floor physical therapist was. I don't know, like literally until like after my first pregnancy, Mm -hmm. like six months postpartum, I finally was like, oh, I'm just supposed to like pee my pants every time I sneeze. And everyone's like, no, like you can go see a pelvic floor physical therapist for that. And they can help you kind of like re-strengthen, you know, your, your abdominal wall and all that stuff. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't Mm -hmm. even know that existed. And so like, there's just to your point, exactly that. Like there's just not that much education after, after you leave the hospital that is like tailored to each individual person's like journey in their postpartum story. And that's why I just love new and everything we've been building so far is because like we cater to you and your, your journey only. It's not a Facebook feed where like you have to post a question and then everyone can provide their input. It's like, okay, like whatever Kayla's questions are today are Kayla's questions and Kayla's questions only. And, and, and that's it. And just knowing that it's confidential and, you know, we won't share information you know, even with we're talking to your partner, it's it's two separate conversations, but we help you guys kind of build build on it together, mm-hmm. um, which is super special because I also think we can have a whole other conversation about like relationships and things like that, that people just totally forget to prioritize after a baby's introduced to the family. Um, but that's a really cool part that we've been working on with our mental health therapists and our clinical psychologist um, advisors is just, you know, tactics and things you can do to prepare for relationship changes and transitioning back to work and things oh like gosh, that, that no no one talks about, right? Everyone's just like, ah, baby's here. Like, let's talk about the baby and only the baby. It's like, wait a second. Like, that was a huge life transition for me too. And it's a huge life transition for me and my husband or me and my partner. And oh crap, now I have to go back to work. How do I do that? When do I pump? How do I pump? Where do I pump? Like, you literally have to figure this out on your own or rely on that village that you have, but not everyone is fortunate enough to have that. And so we're kind of mm-hmm. that filler for some of those people that just want to have us in their back pocket whenever they need to tap into us. So Yeah. There's so many exciting things coming up for new. Um, I know, you know, like I said, we're recording this and releasing this in 2023, but 2024, mm-hmm. believe it or not, it's right around the corner. It's going to be yes. here before you know it. So what is coming up for your company in the next year? Like what's your, what are your plans? What are your goals? And what can people expect to see, um, especially in terms of the application of this and making mm-hmm. it accessible to a lot more people? Yeah. So right now, obviously as a startup, there's so much that goes into building this and getting it off the ground. And so we're definitely, you know, heads down still in build mode with the technology that kind of makes this whole thing go round. Um, but uh, we are anticipating in the fall, um, sometime end of October, beginning of November to do a pilot program. So um, for anyone that's out there listening, if you're expecting a baby sometime, anytime after October 15th um, into kind of the the holiday season, um, we're looking to do a test pilot program, a small cohort of families, um, anywhere from 10 to 20 um, new parents that just want to help us test out just some components of the program. Um, it's not going to be a full three month program. Um, we're going to just pick and choose just certain features that we still need a little bit more clarity and user feedback on. 
Um, so if anyone's interested, you can definitely visit our website to sign up and just express interest. And then we will reach out to you. Um, and we will have just, you know, some pilot programs, some discussions. We'll have you test some features for us, give us your reviews and user feedback. And then our goal is to launch the full program and go to market um, the first quarter of 2024, which like you said, is right around the corner, which is crazy, um, but it's coming up fast. And so we have a lot of work to do, but we're super excited and we're on track to hit that target. So we're super excited to launch pretty soon. Wow. I'm. It's like so cool hearing you talk about it because I've obviously known about it for a little bit. So to hear just mm-hmm. even the words like October, like just the the cohort and mm-hmm. launching more concretely in 2024, it's cool to see your vision and your passion come to life. And I know this is going to help so many people. That's why I'm such a big supporter of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just, yeah, I'm just thrilled that this will be in existence for new moms and new dads and any type of family dynamic that enters the new parent arena because it is – a life-changing experience. And yeah. <laughs> I agree with you that there is not enough support. And this is like, you can consider yourself like a little village because you are. Mm-hmm. You're the village that maybe people don't have. Um, and maybe they have to pay for that village. But you know what? A lot of people do. If you have childcare in the US, you're paying for chi- you're paying for that village because you don't have exactly. grandparents or relatives that can watch. Yeah. It's, it's our our healthcare system is broken, our childcare system and kind of like work-life balance is broken as far as supporting working parents. But, um, you know, one of our big kind of North star goals with this program is to eventually become the standard of care, right? Like our goal is to eventually partner with hospital systems as our customer to eventually become an extension of the care that you already are receiving at the hospital. So, you know, one day we hope that we can go, you know, because we are a digital health program and we are hundred percent virtual, we really have opportunities to, to go anywhere with this, right? It doesn't limit us just to the state of Michigan. You know, even our advisors that we have on our board, you know, some are in Chicago, some are in Minnesota. And we love having that diverse demographic because, you know, things are different based on where you live. And so to, to, for us to go to like a Beaumont or a spectrum and say, Hey, like let's partner together. And so, they can almost use it as like an incentive tool to say, hey, if you deliver at Beaumont, you you get access to this program for free and you now get extension of that care and support that you had at the hospital with those nurses for the next 12 weeks. Like, I'd be like, heck yeah, I'm going to go deliver there because if I know that I get to walk away with 12 additional weeks of somebody that I can use as a resource and get answers to my questions, I will absolutely do that. And, um, you know, I think insurance, there's, there's so many initiatives going on at the state level right now in the state of Michigan, um, with the doula initiative where, you know, Medicaid health plans are now covering doula services because they know how impactful and, um, beneficial it is to have doulas. Um, and that typically is a service that is out of pocket. And it is something that people typically can't pay for because Mm -hmm. it's an expense. And so, the fact that the state is starting to pay attention to this and is starting to use strategies to help reduce the maternal mortality rates in the United States is incredible because I'm sure you've seen so many headlines in the last couple of months that the United States is one of the most dangerous places to give birth, which is crazy to think about because our country is so technology advanced and we are so we just we just have so many more you know opportunities here but the fact that more people die in this country during childbirth or up to the year after 
childbirth is a very scary statistic and it's, but it's reality and it's getting worse. And so I think, you know, more and more states are starting to pay attention to it and adopt policies that enforce it and pay for services like this. And so I, I really think we're at a position where this is a really good opportunity for us to get involved in those initiatives and make it part of a covered benefit at the insurance level. So that is our goal. I mean, right now, yes, it is, you know, an out-of-pocket expense and it is something that we feel is still a very affordable, you know, access point, but our, our goal is to eventually partner with insurance plans and offer it through through that so that everyone who has a baby in this country can get the offer and the care and support that they deserve for at least that first three-month period. And if you're already paying a huge medical bill for staying in a hospital, <laughs> you might as well tack this onto it, right? I mean, yeah. that makes the most sense. When we got our medical bill from like our hospital stay in Chicago when I delivered Finn, um, mm-hmm. I was there an extra day because I had some um, – I wouldn't say complications, but just they were like worried about me a little bit mm-hmm. um, and because my labor was like days long. And so by the time I gave birth, it was just like I wasn't mentally well. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think they were like, I, I she needs a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we got the bill and we were just like, holy cow, this is like – and this is with insurance? Like that is insane. Yeah. How do people without insurance pay for this? Mm-hmm. And so if you could just slip in there, okay, you have this 12-week extra care program. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it wasn't covered by insurance, I would still pay for it. That's how strongly I feel like you need something mm-hmm. like this, especially first-time parents because you just – you're not ready. Even if you think right. you're ready, even if you've waited all the years, you have the biggest – like you have the biggest bank account, you have the best jobs, you've got the – like all a the house products. Off. Yeah. Yeah. All- your cars are like suited for car seats. Like, I don't care. You're not ready. Like, no, it's just, no it is. hits you like a ton, ton of bricks. Like you said, unless you go through it, you have no yeah. idea. Yeah. You have no you idea. So that's you why don't. you need something like this. Yeah. And I agree. Like, we've, like I said, like, you, nothing, no book, no program, no class, nothing can prepare you for your own journey. I mean, even people that grew up when we're around babies their whole life, like it just hits you totally different when it's your own and when it's your responsibility to care and support and like grow with this new human. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a wild time. It's a wild time. Like I, people ask me all the time, like, okay, so like you have two, are you going to have a third? And I'm like, you know, I don't know. Like talk I think, to me a few years from now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because like, you know, those chapters are difficult. I mean, they're, don't get me wrong. Like they're, they're great when you look back on them, but when you're in the thick of it, you feel like it's just hitting you like a ton of bricks and you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel and you feel like the walls are caving in on you, but then you like find your strength again. And somehow you, you look back and you're like, Oh my God, I did it. I made it. And so just to be able to have like something like this to fall back on would have just been a world of a difference for me in both my situations, right? Where like, again, with COVID, that was like a whole experience. And just knowing that I could talk to somebody would have been a life, like a life changer for me in my situation, just to know that I like wasn't the only one sitting at home alone, wondering like when my husband was going to be home, right? Like counting down the minutes. And then even with my physical, like, recovery with my second one, I had so many questions. I just didn't know who to ask. And um, I don't know, knew it would have just changed my life. So hoping that it changes lots of others. <laughs> that's a great, I mean, that's a, a great mission. And I'm glad that you've turned some, some 
I would I don't want to say painful experiences because postpartum is also very beautiful, like you said before. Mm-hmm. You're, you have a new baby. It's I mean the newborn bubble is true. Like you are just like locked in. You just obsess over your baby. You yeah. love holding them. So it's it's like such a bittersweet time because you're also like okay, change their diaper, change my diaper. <laughs> they <And then laughs> yeah. take a nap. I go do the dishes. <laughs> it's yeah. Just like I try to shove food in my mouth. I try to feed them a bottle. Like it's just. It's like this never-ending like take care of them. Try to take care of me a little mm-hmm. bit so that I can survive. So yeah. anything that like makes that experience less of like a burden on moms I think will mm-hmm. also allow them to fully enjoy such a beautiful season of motherhood that they'll never get back with that individual child. Like that yeah. goes by so fast and children grow up so fast as it is, but especially the first like few months of their life, like mm-hmm. the, they're just like basically sleeping, <laughs> sleeping yeah. and eating. Exactly. Um, or not sleeping and not eating. So yeah, <laughs> you need someone to talk to. With, it's, it's because it's like a coaching, like the curriculum, it, it teaches you to how to health, like have a healthy conversation with each other, how to have a healthy conversation with yourself. It has, it, it teaches moms how to truly ask for the help that they really want, right? Like we see so many times on social media, like, you know, when you go over to visit a newborn baby, like this is what a mom really wants. Like they want you to help you with the laundry. They want you to help with the dishes. They want you to help sweep the floors and pick up the toys and whatever. And so like, we really emphasized a lot on that of like giving parents like actual like verbiage to say, when you have all these visitors coming over, here's how to actually ask for the help you truly want without feeling guilty or a burden because that help will go a long way than someone just coming over and like holding your baby. Because in the end of the day, you really want to be the one sitting on the couch holding your baby, knowing that somebody's doing your laundry for you. Right. And so we just, the program is just so cool. We give all these like tools and tactics and taglines that you can totally use and steal from us. That's why we created and why we're putting them out there because it really does help parents just like have those extra like tools in their toolkit to like really embrace and enjoy postpartum for what it's supposed to be, which is supposed to be on your couch in your sweatpants with the newborn for three months, just soaking it all in, smelling that newborn smell. And that's it. Like that's all that you're supposed to be doing. And so um, it's just really cool to see how we've been able to incorporate a lot of different experts, um, you know, input and opinions and some of their professional work into our program so that parents have that to kind of use to their advantage in this this time where they're supposed to just be them and be with their baby. Yeah, I, I love that. And I, I've so enjoyed listening to your story and connection with New because I feel like that explains so much as to why you created it because mm-hmm. you basically created something that you needed. Mm-hmm. And and now it's going to help so many people. So just thank you so much for taking the time to talk to the audience today about new, all the exciting things you guys have in work for this year and next. Um, and I end every single interview with the same question, which I'm sure you know by now if you're a listener. Mm-hmm. Um, Morgan, what does living a life well-lived mean to you? Living a life well-lived to me means being yourself like as authentic as you possibly can, right? I mean, there were – so many phases of my life, even up to most recent, where I was so afraid to be me because of what others would think, right? Especially with launching this business and like putting myself out there, I was just so fearful of what are people going to think? Are people going to take this seriously? Are they going to think this is just, you know, something I'm just like doing on the side as like a hobby? And I just, there were so many times where I felt like I've had missed opportunities because I didn't take that chance to believe in me and just be true to myself. And so 
since I've changed my mindset and I've just been like holding myself accountable to just be authentically me hundred percent of the time, I've just enjoyed life so much more, more for myself, more for my family, more for my kids. Um, I'm more engaged with my kids when I can just be the fun, silly mom that I want to be, not because it's like society telling me that I have to look and act and do things a certain way. And so I just, I don't know, I wish more people could just be themselves and not be so worried about what others would think of them. And I feel like once you fall in love with yourself, others can fall in love with you. And um, it took me a long time to learn that, but I'm so glad I did because it's it's helped me feel more confident in what I'm doing now. And I'm more proud of myself than I ever have been. So um, yeah, that's life well lived with me. Well, you should be proud. You're doing some Thanks. amazing things. And you're also, you know, let's not forget you are creating a company, but you're also a wife and a mom of two. So yes, you're not, it's not just like, you know, you have this little business baby, you have two other babies and a wonderful husband. And I know that that is something that you put first always, your family. So mm-hmm. I'm sure it can't be easy trying to manage both as a start, as like the founder of a startup. So just kudos to you for managing everything with such grace and just, you know, living life with a sense of purpose versus chasing a title at a company or a career or, Mm -hmm. you know, climbing the ladder. Like you're really taking the reins of your own life and like you're going to help a lot of people because of it. So I just respect you a lot for that. Thanks, Kayla. Well, it was awesome to be on. I'm so excited for you and all that you've accomplished. And I'm just so grateful that you had me on so I could share a little bit about my story and all the things to come in the new year. Yes. And speaking of, where can people find you if they want to connect? I know we'll link it in the show notes, but some people are not looking at their phones. They don't have access. So just give them a little verbal cue of where they should go. Yeah. So they can definitely follow along um, on our Instagram. So our tag, our our hashtag is asknew. And then our handle is also asknew. Um, We also have a LinkedIn page where we're sharing updates about just some, you know, progress that we've been making with our platform and our advisor board. So follow along for that. And then also on our website, you can sign up for our newsletter. Um, if you want to just hear more about kind of just upcoming pilot program information, um, if you have a postpartum story that you feel would be um, impactful for others to learn and um, be helpful for other people going through similar situations, you can always submit your postpartum or your parenthood journey story. And we do some features on our social page so that others can kind of connect to similarities. And um, yeah, we're excited to have it out in the world and can't wait to start sharing more. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Kayla underscore underscore Brandon. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.